With Masterclass, you can learn from the world's best minds anytime, anywhere, and at your own pace. You can learn the power of persuasion from Kris Jenner, improve your songwriting skills from John Legend, or learn how to think like a profiler from John Douglas. With over 180 classes from a range of world-class instructors, that thing you've always wanted to do is closer than you think. I'm very, very excited to check out John Douglas's profiler class. As a very curious and creative person, cooking with Gordon Ramsay is what I need right now. I highly recommend you check it out this holiday. Give one annual membership and get one free. Go to masterclass.com slash OC today. That's masterclass.com slash OC. Terms apply. You can listen to this episode of Welcome to the OC Bitches ad-free on Amazon Music. Daylight savings? Maybe. I don't know. Maybe I'm just excited to see you. Yeah. This is the highlight of my week. Yes. I'm an empty nester. Sometimes I, I spend some time by myself. <laughs> That's okay. <laughs> but I'm really excited for this episode today, guys. We're getting towards the end of season three, uh, episode Oof. 21. How many are there in season three? I think 25. 25? Oh, 20, yeah, we're good. They keep doing the uh, excessive number of, yeah. of episodes on every season. It's I know. Crazy. I know. Every season we're like, oh, geez, that yeah, was a lot. Yeah. That was a lot of episodes. But welcome to the OC, bitches. Yeah. Yeah, bitches. Welcome. <laughs> so, listen, so guys, today's guest is Jeff Granzow. Jeff was one of our uber-talented editors on The O.C. After The O.C., he went on to shows like Chuck, a little show called Heart at Dixie, yeah. The 100, <laughs> and most recently, Josh and Stephanie's new show coming up, City on Fire, with editor and frequent contributor to this podcast, Matt Ramsey. You know, Jeff also famously paid $5,000 to have a date with Julie Cooper. Of course. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, he had a tongue like sandpaper. Wait, that's the actor. <laughs> Welcome, Jeff. Thanks for coming. Yeah, Thank thanks. you. I appreciate it. Yeah, I, I, I definitely, I, I love that my uh, the pronunciation of my name has gotten so much airplay on this podcast. That's well, literally, before we started, I said, for some reason, my brain always did grass. Grass now and it's Grand Zao. Yeah. And there is a blooper on it, if you remember yep, that. Yep, yep, yep. That's a lot of play, though. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know? Yeah, <laughs> definitely memorable. Yeah, I was actually when you were talking to Ramsey, I, I was at the gym listening to the podcast, and I was you know just doing a machine. I just like <laughs> just started cracking up when you started riffing on that. So you, well, you clearly started. Let's start at the beginning, like because you clearly clearly started with the well. You had done a few other things before the OC, but the OC was a real, I guess, a step up in your career. And- yeah, that's where I mean, I, I started as uh, Norman Buckley's assistant on the pilot, and then uh, just kind of gradually. Got uh, more and more episodes to cut, and by the by season four, I was full time editing. Right, wow. because Norman was Norman not full time editing. He had switched. He had left by season four to, to, yeah. uh, to, to do direct. his full time directing, and That's Matt right. left. Uh, Matt left as well. Oh, okay. So who else edited with you then? Uh, on season four, it was me, Tim Good, and Matt Barber. Oh, right. Tim's going to come on. Who were all, all three of us were assistants. Awesome. That's so to, cool. From, from season one, yeah. Oh wow, that's awesome. And then season four obviously is going to look so much better. So, and how did you end up getting the job? Was it from Norman somehow? Yeah, just a, a lot of uh, pl- you know Norman really uh, went to bat for me, and and of course Josh and Stephanie. You know, I, I owe a good chunk of my career to them. You know, for getting me started and everything. Yeah, you kind of stayed with the family after yeah, the OC, I've, right? I mean, I've done a lot with them since then, so <laughs> I, I, I'm glad they keep me around. Right. 
And you even right. worked on Heart of Dixie, too, yeah. the whole time. Yep. yep. A little show. From day one on that one, yeah. Yeah. With Lila. Mm-hmm. Gosh. You know, I was I was on a Zoom call with Scott and Wilson. We're all like, why can't we bring Heart of Dixie back? <laughs> Would you do that? You do it. Yeah. yeah. Sure. I would do anything. <laughs> do anything. I would do anything. Pretty, I'm pretty breezy. <laughs> so um, one of my questions was like, as a young editor, to be on a show like The O.C. that had such huge success very, very quickly, do you mm. have any reflections on that? You know, when we were doing the pilot, I, I, I just remember th- there's sort of a sense that it was going to be kind of a big deal. But you didn't really know. You know I mean, until it aired, we were just – it was – it was crazy because it got picked up before we were even finished with the pilot. And because uh, based on uh, this little uh, sort of sizzle reel that, that we'd cut together. Well, actually, Norman had cut one and then and then uh, the guys over at Fox cut another one. And, and somehow between those two, it got picked up based off of that. And then we, and then we finished the pilot, cemented the deal. And, and from what I remember anyway, I remember uh, our post producer, uh, one of our post producers, Rick Hubert, just, just looking at this thing and saying, this is going to be huge. Yeah. And I'm, I'm like, maybe, uh, you know. <laughs> <laughs> maybe. Maybe. Well, maybe. How old were you at the, during the pilot? Um, I think I was like 25. I was in my mid-20s. Right. Crazy, 25 right? or something, yeah. yeah. I mean, God, we were, I mean, we were all – I mean, I felt like everyone on that crew was like under 35, <laughs> at least in the office. Like I, Josh I, I, was the young one. Yeah. 27. Yeah. <laughs> right. It's so crazy that he was right. 27 during is, the pilot. Is editing – a chill job or a very stressful job well with josh and stephanie it, it's pretty chill i mean it, it definitely runs a gamut but they're uh they're easy to work with they're you know they, they really allow you the space to be creative and it's it's just a blast yeah yeah josh is all right do you <laughs> remember much of the show from what, today, do you remember? Or did you have to go back and really remind yourself? Yeah, I mean, I, I definitely watched this episode again. Um, <laughs> it's fun. Like season one, I I remember like all the episode numbers and what they were. And, and, oh wow! And uh, at least you know, I, I think I do. Um, <laughs> but yeah, after season two and everything, just like listening to you guys talk about episodes as it goes on further and further, I'm just kind of like, yeah, I don't remember that. That's, that <laughs> but, I find that too. In season three, I'm like, I don't remember. I have little small, like today's episode, I remember that speech to Volchuk, right. but I don't remember all these other little things because I think as we go on, we. Sp- I think I was paying attention to the entire production mm-hmm. in the beginning. Mm-hmm. And then you get to a point where you kind of pay attention to just what you're doing. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And the, I mean, we were, as assistants, we were doing a lot. They let us cut a lot. And uh, so, you know, the, the more I hear you guys talk, every now and then I'm like, I think I cut that scene. At least the first pass of it anyway. So I definitely remember a lot about some of the stuff that you, when you when you guys bring it up. That's really cool. So it was like a very mentoring, teaching kind of oh, environment. Oh, yeah. I mean, it was it was like going to film school and getting paid for it for that's sure. Great. Yeah. That's great. That's awesome. That's the best way to do it because you can go. You went to film school, right? Uh, yeah. In Chicago? Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, so that's one way of doing it. But a lot of people ask about this industry and it's like you can go to film school, you can go to acting class or, you know, you can get degrees and all of that. But sometimes it, it really is a business of doing and, mm-hmm. and learning on set and working. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I mean, sure. and I had, you know, some of the best mentors in the business between Norman and Matt. And Aww, yeah. That's awesome. That's wonderful. Do you remember, do you have any like favorite storylines or scenes or anything like that from the show? Man. I don't know. It, it would probably be somewhere in season one. Not to put you on the spot or anything. Yeah. <laughs> no pressure. No pressure. 
I don't know. I mean, I, I anything anything with Brody in it, I, I was uh, <laughs> it was always fun. I mean, his improvs and everything. I was just thinking this morning how, like, I, I don't in my career, I don't think I've ever had an actor who was such a great improver. Really. Um, <laughs> You know, in future shows, I mean, some have come close, but like, it's just, it's so fun to to throw stuff in there that he does, and just be like, are we going to get away with this? Right. Um, I was watching a couple episodes before that, uh, before this one, and you guys probably already talked about this, but at the beginning of nineteen, yeah. he's like, uh, "What is he? Is touch it like, your touch pooper. my pooper?" Yeah. I, was yeah. like, I I totally <laughs> forgot about that, and I'm like, I'm I just get... lost it. Yeah. Well, I could just see between you and because Norman can be quite serious, mm-hmm. and Matt has like a very you know kind of young boy. Pers- uh, he's a good of sense humor. of humor. Yeah. He gets yeah. my jokes, and he loved. <laughs> I mean, I think editors lo- love to add things in or see what they can get away with. Or he even said that he loved to get away with things or leave the cuss words in or something. Oh, but yeah. He actually got a letter. Matt got a letter from the from the network saying you can't do this stuff anymore. Whatever. But yeah. Yeah. So you kind of push the envelope because you're entertaining yourself we, at the oh, same yeah. time. We love to do that. We did that on Heart of Dixie a lot, too. Just like <laughs> leave all the cuss words in. And just like, There's a lot of like, oh, fuck. <laughs> Let's see what they can do. Let's Shit. see what they say. <laughs> right. Right. I probably had the most improvs on that show, though. I mean, <laughs> probably. You, right, Jeff? Right. Did, did you, you and Wilson. Yeah. <laughs> did you? ever get to see the bloopers i mean because sometimes they you know they'll, they'll oh yeah, cop, we, yeah. Cut, we cut, bloop- cut i mean we cut these uh, I'm, you probably remember these elaborate bl- uh, blooper reels that uh, i mean half of them were uh were bloopers and then the other half was like video that you guys shot uh just of the crew and the cast and everything and yeah. we put music to the whole thing and and played them at the rap party like you know you, you've seen them and, uh, but uh yeah that started with norman i think on fast lane as well that the show we did before the oc uh yeah. he was just he was just real into uh just going going to town on the uh, gag reels for the parties. And they were very, so I mean, you can see them on YouTube. We've said that many times, but they were very elaborate productions. Mm-hmm. And I didn't know. Some, I, have to go, I have to go check yeah, it out. Yeah, you can go watch them all. <laughs> on. Uh, well, then let's get into this episode. Yes, okay. Yeah. yeah, the synopsis is Ryan heads to Albuquerque to invite his mom to graduation while Summer tries to figure out why Seth broke up with her. Julie meddles with Marissa and Volchuk's relationship, and Sandy and Kirsten's relationship continues to suffer. Directed by Ian Toynton, written by Mike Kelly. Original air date, April 13th, 2006. Yeah. Wow. Any opening thoughts on this episode, Jeff? Uh, I remember, I I, I love Ian Toynton. He he was such a a blast to work with. He he did a great job on that. I really like this episode. You know, I, 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 uh, I think... The second half of season three kind of gets a bad rap. Um, <laughs> I, like, I, I always thought the second half of season three was pretty decent after after we kind of cleared the whole Johnny of it all. and, and The Johnny. And, yeah. Um, Everyone's but favorite storyline. This episode, I think, just it just has this kind of quiet drama to it that, that you know, it's, it's not like, it's not the craziest, wackiest episode. It's not the most intense episode, um, except for the almost raped toward the end but other, yeah. uh but other than that like i just I, I love the subtleness of this episode especially how ben plays everything and i was just <laughs> going to say you said quiet and then you said subtle and there's a very specific scene with um ryan and dawn that mm-hmm. i it's it's one of those moments where you see you know when he finally says sorry i know mm-hmm. we're jumping ahead but mm-hmm. it's I was watching him, and it's when you have to. And Daphne Ashbrook is a very skilled, very, mm. very talented mm-hmm. actress. She's, yeah, she's fantastic. Actor, sorry. And there was just this moment where you can see 
and as an actor, I love to work with actors who are better than me, mm-hmm. which is a lot of them. <laughs> Same. <laughs> no, but it just elevates the scene and you can see where um, you can see there was a real connection and there was just a really wonderful, real acting choices between those two. Yeah. yeah. She, I, you know, she I don't think we've really seen much of her since um, since the beginning of season one. I think there was one other episode where Sandy goes to uh, visit her. But, she, you know, at the, at the beginning, the pilot and, and uh, the, the gambling episode, I mean, she does her thing. But this episode, she really I mean, I, you just really feel for her. And now that now that she's kind of coming through her addiction issues and and uh I remember uh, Stephanie in the room at uh, one point say, saying, how do we get this this woman an Emmy uh, yeah. for a guest starring role? <laughs> like really? she, she was really she was, on board with her. She was fantastic. Yeah. In yeah. this episode particularly, I was like writing down like how good she is in this episode. Absolutely. Yeah. The holidays came early this year, ladies. If you're still not sure what to get the man in your life, then look no further than our friends at Manscaped. The leading men's hygiene brand just launched new products that your man will actually use, including their new shower time favorite, the Body Buffer. It's time to give the man in your life the gift of smooth balls and a good shower time experience this holiday season. Get 20% off and free shipping at manscaped.com slash the OC. I don't know about you, but I'm tired of finding Santa's beard in my dude's pants. (laughs) Hairy jingle balls are a thing of the past. (laughs) With Manscaped, Performance Package 4.0. Okay, so there are some guys out there who still have the full full Monty, you know? Like, and, I do not want to use pubes as dental floss, okay? Well, you know, it's like, I'm not a cat. I don't lick fur. I don't want to <laughs> lick fur. Disgusting. <laughs> Inside the Performance Package 4.0, you'll find the signature Lawn Mower 4.0. This electric trimmer has proprietary advanced skin-safe technology. Candy cane balls are no more. It's also waterproof, so he can use it in the shower. It's like a gift to yourself with less mess. Tis the season to load up on Manscaped products. Get 20% off and free shipping at manscaped.com slash the OC. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com slash the OC. Get your man a gift you'll both enjoy. The gift of Manscaped. His jingle balls will thank you. Jingle balls, jingle balls, jingle all the way. If you want to avoid boring, basic, and bland gifts this year, Mm -hmm. Uncommon Goods is your secret weapon. Mm -hmm. Uncommon Goods is here to make your holiday shopping stress-free by scouring the globe for the most remarkable and truly unique gifts for everyone on your list. Whether you're shopping for your secret Santa or your entire family, Uncommon Goods knows exactly what they want. Stocking stuffers are kind of a big deal. Yeah. In but this is one that I just want somebody to get me. It's literally mistaken lyrics coasters <gasps> because you know how bad I am with lyrics. Yeah. Yeah. So like lyrics like been spending most our lives giving other gangsters hair advice. Is that a real lyric or a wrong one? That's the wrong one. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> when you shop at Uncommon Goods, you're supporting artists and small independent businesses. These fine products are often made in small batches, so shop now before they sell out this holiday season. The other night I couldn't sleep in bed and I'm like googling unique Christmas gifts and Uncommon Goods popped up mm-hmm. and I had so much fun on this site all of the unique finds like even like cozy things I love cozy at Christmas yes. they had so many awesome options and with every purchase you make at Uncommon Goods they give back one dollar to a nonprofit partner of your choice they've donated more than two and a half million dollars to date 
To get 15% off your next gift, go to uncommongoods.com slash OC. That's uncommongoods.com slash OC for 15% off. Don't miss out on this limited time offer, Uncommon Goods. We're all out of the ordinary. Well, and so in the in the beginning, it starts with I guess um, Seth is making some swordfish, mm-hmm. and <laughs> but then barbecuationist, yeah, he is. And, and then I guess the way what's going on with Kirsten, you know, she's we saw that she's celebrated nine months, but uh, clearly she's been paying attention, or she's been having somewhat of a communication with Dawn, so much so that she's saying to Ryan that she should invite her to his graduation, uh-huh. and Sandy's like, that's not a very good job. Um, that's not a great idea. She wasn't doing so great. It's an interesting thing I thought about, like all the women in Ryan's life that he's loved, Marissa, his mom, mm-hmm. and Kirsten all have a drinking problem. Yeah. And oh, yeah. and so he's, it's one of those things where he's like, I'm going to get out of here. But Kirsten kind of follows up and suggests this trip to Albuquerque. Mm-hmm. And which is, you know, she said, I'll go with you, but or I'll, I'll send you a car. Which is <laughs> so yeah. very new part of her, right? <laughs> right. And Ryan's just like, yeah, yeah. I, I love his, re- I love he's like, I'm, I'm going to go wash up. And then he <laughs> exits the kitchen to go wash up in, in the pool house. And everyone, you know, the audience is, is sitting there thinking there's a sink right over there. And then, and then Brody, I think in an improv is just like, there's a sink right over there. <laughs> yeah, there's a sink right over there. And then yeah. he goes, and I'm going to go wash up. Because yeah, yeah. it's like, it's like those, they are very, you know, Kirsten's in this world of like processing all of her stuff and knowing, we now know that she's, she knows that Dawn's doing well. Mm-hmm. And that to facilitate that, that's kind of her, I guess, the recovery is that they have to get them together. Right. And it's a really, you know, but it's uncomfortable. And Ryan's, and, and Ryan's clearly skeptical the whole time, as as you would expect him to be. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But sure. she sends him off, you know, at eight. At first I was like, oh, he's going by himself. And I'm like, yeah, I was in Europe by myself when I was 17. He he's can going go to Albuquerque. Albuquerque. It's like a deal. half hour flight, whatever. Right. It's, it's, it's simple. It's simple. But uh, Albuquerque. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So this whole storyline. So Ryan goes, he is intending to invite his mom to right. the graduation. But uh, he shows up at her diner. That's what first happens, right? It's at night and he goes to the diner. Well, it's daytime when he first gets there. Oh, when he first gets there and she's yeah. going to be there later and he meets Chloe. Chloe. Waitress, she's yeah. really The waitress cute. who is really cute. Yeah, she's great. Nicole Garza, who plays Chloe, who is so cute. And they shot this. It looks familiar to me. It's the oldest restaurant in Los Angeles. Really? It's called the, the it's the, the Saugus Cafe. You know, I, I actually just drove by there on my way here yeah. this morning. It's Where that's, is that's it? my stop. It gets up in uh, Santa Clarita. No yeah. way. Yeah. It's um, from the 1800s. I, and I didn't I didn't realize that. Uh, but um, huh. I'm just like yeah, There's crazy. A, it's I, an old history there. there. Yeah. So. <laughs> Not Albuquerque, but looks like it. Saugus. It, you know. Yeah, it totally <laughs> looks like it. The first <laughs> restaurant my daughter ever went to was in Albuquerque. Huh. Well, there <laughs> As you a go. young baby. <laughs> what were you doing there? We were driving a road trip from LA to Georgia because oh. her dad had a job and we got in an RV and our first restaurant we stopped at was in Albuquerque. Oh wow. Yep. A little facts for you. Yeah. <laughs> Very good. Yes. Well, anyway, so he miss he meets Chloe, super cute. Mm-hmm. I thought I was just like from I'm always looking at this from a point of view of like the writers, like where they're sitting in there and they're they're like, how do we facilitate like what what we create a world in one episode right. of Dawn and what she's doing and, and this girl. And I thought it was an interesting take to have this girl who some people could say she's really in his business or mm-hmm. helps facilitate it's both this right. thing. Right. <laughs> right. 
I think yeah, it's I, both. I, I really like this whole re- kind of travel relationship thing that they had, especially coming off. You just had the whole thing with Sadie, right? And uh, now th- this this really sweet this uh, girl comes his way, and, and and you know they hook up and everything. But it, it's it's I think it's more it's, it's just got this sweetness to it because she's she really does have an important role to play in the episode, and, right. and oh, yeah. uh, it's it's not just like a something that Ryan does because you know he just needs he just needs that it's it's i think it's really sweet there was something about it that well okay so when he comes back in the in the evening and instantly sees his mom get pulled by the classic you know that he's very triggered by her getting yanked by this guy and he's almost you know they're Flirting, kissing, manhandling, whatever it is, but I can see why that would be a very big yeah, trigger. He's we just well, he's conditioned know. just not to trust yeah. anything she's doing. Right, of course. Absolutely not. Yeah. Right. And that's when Chloe suggests like we want to go talk somewhere and obviously they hit it off, they talk. To, and and then her favorite then... song is uh, a country song. Yeah. And mm-hmm. she says something, he goes, Well, I didn't expect this. And she says, Maybe well, if you might not have expected it, but maybe it's what you need. Mm. And all yeah. I could think was and then they sure have a they have a one night stand or a hookup mm-hmm. or whatever you want to call it. And it's very mature and there's no, they both know it's just for fun. There's an, a, a yeah. attractiveness there. But then I thought about it and I was like, this reminds me of like Kichino, right? Like he's, he's <laughs> because remember when he was discussing or explaining to Seth, like, yeah, you know, I hook up with girls. It's not like, it's almost like he needed it. He needed a good old, you right. know, he needed to feel good. He needed to, he's not like, we're not, he's not pining for Sadie. He realized that he's moved on and mm-hmm. it was just like something. And he's, I don't know. It was just very like, it is what it there's is. A, well, there's a little, yeah. I mean, th- there's a little bit of a connection there for sure. It, it, right. That uh, it's, it's, that it helps him along. Right. Yeah. Right. It was a, the sex scene was hot. Yeah. <laughs> Like Ryan, I mean, I was like, okay, Ryan. Okay. Yeah, and I, I, I intentionally kept the the country song from the bar playing over that because it oh. was it was it, it was a little bit of a contrast because um, it was a, I think it was a slower country song and, and against the uh, the fast fun of the, um, yeah the fast the hookup, yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, and I think that's we've talked about this a lot. I mean, we're all storytellers, but you your your talent is really helping the audience. I mean, we've always, I've always said this, manipulate. So to, to feel what's going on in the scene and you can, and you have the choice of, you know, you, you choose songs that get approved or mm-hmm. you tend to like, how much is it um, just coming from you or is it in the script sometimes? Uh, it varies. Yeah, it's definitely in, it, a lot of it's in the script, um, but some of it, I know you guys have talked before about uh, the, the compilations that Alex Patsavas would give us. And, and uh, so we we would pull from those. I'd say the vast majority would be pulled from those if they weren't scripted. Mm-hmm. Um, and every now and the, every now and then, we, we'd sort of go off and do our just g- grab something from our own library just for fun, just to see if we could get away with it. And, <laughs> right. and uh, entertain yeah. yourselves. Yeah, yeah. So, but then in Chloe does clock the um, graduation t- um, tickets, uh-huh. and it makes this assumption, I guess. And then, of course, she ends up like you know letting it slip i know so i really did i did go back and forth a lot with chloe in this episode because a lot of it was like you're like you're meddling a little too much here like you don't even know you just met this guy like what is this but then she ultimately is the thing that drives ryan to turn it all around well i mean there's the scene where she gets you know i mean this is and and when daphne actually finally sees him 
You know, yeah. or I want to say Daphne, Daphne Dawn, when Dawn sees him, it's just like, yeah, she's just genuine. It's like yeah. she's a breath of fresh air yeah, because that... we remember her from the casino night yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. and being in jail. And now we see this completely like and she re- loves her kid. Yeah that, yeah, that whole that whole exchange of looks between the two. I just love it because I, I, you, you kind of expect that Ryan's going to go in there. And it's not going to go well. Right. You know, and, and right. he has this great smile. You know, as, as much as we see Ryan smile, which is, which is not a lot. I mean, <laughs> he, he's, you know, she smiles at him. He smiles at her. And it's this really kind of aw shucks uh, look. He kind of looks down, looks back up. And, and it, it, I just, it's a great moment. It's not really expected. Well, and also, like you, like you said, he's conditioned. But maybe this is the best he's ever seen her and it's right. too good to be true so yeah. he's still very cautious, cautious yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. and he sure. and in the back of his mind she's got this boyfriend who's got to be the same it's the same old story mm-hmm. you know kind of situation and um but then when she she gets all excited about like she says i want to buy, buy everyone dinner and oh, i want to buy, buy dinner a, yeah. buy dinner and buy dress right. and yeah. everything yeah she's all excited well i think it, it that's that's in the bar too right later because I think that's that's sort of the moment where Ryan just starts to rethink everything, and then the dress when, when she, brings she brings the, the dress. dress, right? I think they do it in the um, in, in the, the hotel, hotel room. room. Yeah, she's yeah. like, "Look at this dress," and I was like, "Well, that's when he actually says, yeah, Maybe actually, you I'm not yeah, gonna, why don't you, know. you just skip it?" She's like, "It's not like what Kirsten. I guess she chose to call her Kirsten." Yeah, I kind of yeah. like that she calls her Kirsten. I, I don't know if that was intentional or not. I don't but either, it, it's but it totally happens twice. Char- it in totally this episode. Character. Yeah. Yeah. Some people will do that. But but the dress was and if the fun I, I looked at it twice. I watched it and I was like, is the dress that bad? And it's because it was the color was fine, but it was just the that really it had like rhinestone rhinestone collar. <laughs> Look, it, it looked was, like <laughs> she was going to a casino or something. You know what I mean? Like it was uh, probably homage to Casino Night and not a graduation. But she, it was so awful. Like when he says that, oh, we're oh. actually going to blow it off. And she goes, you don't have to lie to me. Yeah. Yeah. I was, was just never blow it ashamed off. of my family. <laughs> she said, and, uh, but the one thing I was never ashamed of my family. Yeah. When you start picturing her mm-hmm. and he do that, uh, you put yourself in Ryan's shoes. You start picturing her mm-hmm. at the graduation. Right. And with the guy. Uh, yeah, with the guy. He's yeah, because I can bring a friend, right? Right, and right. He's just, it's, yeah. He's I get avoid that. that, right? Yeah, I know that feeling, you know. But then you just have to realize, and she's right. It's like family, and you just right. I know. And then, of course, you know, Sadie or Sadie, not Sadie. Uh, Chloe, Chloe says, "I'll I'll take you to the airport, but let's make a stop." And uh-huh. pulls over, and I guess gets. Is oh. it normal for diners to have lockers? I, you know, I was going to say the same thing. Like, <laughs> it, it's a huge locker room. Like, yeah, it's it, a huge. It's like your kind of like, high school football game, right? right locker room. Right. Well, they did it. Um, remember, um, Alice. Is in in you know Happy, uh, the Brady TV Bunch? show Alice? No, wait. Oh, the the one that um, uh, the Nana. What's her? Um, Lana La- Linda Lavin. Linda Lavin played mm-hmm. in the sitcom. Okay, I'm going way back in the 70s. Her famous sitcom is Alice, right? Yeah. And um, is there a is there a locker room? Yeah, there was always a locker room, right? In the diner? Yeah, I just, I mean, I, I was watching that, just wondering just how much of that, how much of that is a TV thing? <laughs> There's locker rooms and restaurants. Yeah, no, I really just wanted to know. Yeah, I think there is, but anyway, but at least there, those, yeah, we'll we'll call the Saugus Cafe and ask them if they have it. Yeah, <laughs> I don't, that was definitely a set. I don't, I don't think they yeah, have the no, Saugus exactly. Cafe. Imagine. But apparently, so she has this. She has pictures of him, and I love that. You know, this is when the prop the prop masters will call you and say, "We need pictures I of your know. childhood." Right, Ben, <laughs> and it's Ben's so real cute. Pictures. 
Yeah. I know little Ben. <laughs> really cute. And she, she walks in and sees and she says, my eyes are red from crying, not from drinking. Mm-hmm. And this is that scene that I was talking about yeah. where she he goes, you know, he doesn't do like a, I'm so sorry. He just kind of is like, sorry. Because he still has stuff that he's yeah. not mm-hmm. over with her, mm-hmm. that those resentments. Oh, yeah. It doesn't just go away. And and he and she says, I wanted to come to your birthday. And he goes, but you didn't. Right. So he still. Mm-hmm. Of course it, he has all that. I mean, yeah. you don't just heal from the tra- childhood trauma. He's endured <laughs> right. that quickly. But yes, this does turn it around and he yeah. invites her. It's sweet. It was. It was. Um, yeah. But yeah, no, it was a very, very nice scene. That was probably my favorite scene of the show. Yeah. Of the episode. Yeah. I yeah, thought that really was nice. yeah, and and you can tell, I don't know, you could tell. <laughs> sometimes we have scenes as actors that we were ta- we were discussing. Like I always say, do you remember fe- feeling fr-? like Rachel and I had our experience was like we, I always just loved being at at work. I never didn't like a storyline. Mm-hmm. Just but I can see how some people might not like some of their storylines, mm-hmm. or it would get a little frustrating. Mm-hmm. You know, my dad. I realized I had the conversation with my mom the other day my dad was on a soap for 40 years almost 40 years days mm-hmm. of our lives and we were talking about the fact she said i was pregnant and we were we, we were married i got pregnant and he took the soap and i told him not to uh, and i said why and she's like because it's a soap opera and i was like even back in 1965 and she said well you know he didn't like it and i said yeah he did and she's like well he got very frustrated with those storylines and i said yeah i know but but at least it's a job that pays 52 weeks a year. Right. And, you know, so in that respect, I was like, it wasn't that the job was bad. His attitude may have been bad once in a while, Mom. <laughs> we were having oh, this debate. But you can see how, but like 40 years is not four years. Right. Mm-hmm. But no, I can see how, I mean, story, some storylines. 40 lines. years, you have you probably went through every storyline known to man. Oh, he <laughs> broke his hand on the set once. How he long did so he do pissed. it? He did it from he did the pilot in sixty five mm-hmm. and retired. Pilot? He was in the He's first in the pilot, episode wow. of our lives. I remember one day he was like, I broke my hand. I'm like, why? And he goes, oh, I just got pissed off at the soap and he hit the set. He was like, focus yet. Yeah. Oh my god. So yeah. Anyway, wow. but that I digress, but I can see like I was thinking about that, like when if if there's storylines that seem like if you're twenty five still doing high school storylines or something like that. Right. Oh and, yeah. Yeah. So but anyway, that that I'm saying this is the opposite. I can see like where Ben really sh- he was shining in a scene like this with right. with Daphne Ashburn. Yeah. yeah, agreed. The holidays are just around the corner, and HelloFresh makes this busy time of year easier than ever with chef-crafted recipes and pre-portioned ingredients delivered right to your door, so you can spend less time meal planning and prepping. I love how it shows up, and I like that I can put it together myself because I like to cook, but it's all ready for me. It's so convenient, especially on busy school days. With over 35 weekly recipes, there's something to please everyone. You can also easily customize your recipes by swapping proteins or sides, upgrading to choice proteins, or even adding protein protein to a veggie meal. Quality is HelloFresh's priority. Ingredients travel from the farm to your home in less than seven days, so you know they're fresh. I really loved my last week's menu. It had Thai coconut curry chicken, the griddled onion cheeseburgers, and mustard apricot pork tenderloin. They're so delicious and so easy and satisfying. I also love the flexibility of HelloFresh and how they work with your schedule. You can log on and change your preferences, delivery day, and address in just a few clicks. Go to HelloFresh.com OC70 and use code OC70 for 70% off plus free shipping. That's HelloFresh.com OC70 and use code OC70 for 70% off plus free shipping. HelloFresh. 
America's number one meal kit. You know what says I appreciate you? Cake. Get your loved ones a delicious treat from Milk Bar this holiday season. A box of desserts shipped right to their door is sure to spread the cheer. And now you can ship Milk Bar's desserts nationwide. Milk Bar is honestly the perfect gift for anyone and everyone in your life this holiday season. I love Milk Bar. The Peppermint Bark Snap Cookies, yum. Crunchy minty chocolatey. The Peppermint Bark Snap Cookies are so good. They also have, for a limited time, just in time for the holidays, the new chocolate mint chip cake and truffle. Mm. Okay, so I've been a huge fan of Milk Bar for years. We used to go to the store um, in LA on Melrose for dessert mm-hmm. with CG, my daughter. And now I love that you can order any time of the year. Every Milk Bar creation is made fresh, then thoughtfully and beautifully packaged, so it arrives in perfect condition, ready to enjoy. It's never too early to plan ahead. And right now, Milk Bar has a special limited time offer. Get $15 off any order of $80 or more when you go to MilkBarStore.com slash OC. You'll get 15 bucks off an order of $80 by going to MilkBarStore.com slash OC. MilkBarStore.com slash OC. Who's hungry for Milk Bar Pie? I am. Let's Go to the Marissa Volchuk Julie saga that was in this episode. Yeah. So uh, I guess Volchuk's back and Marissa's out of the shower. And she's out of the shower and you can see that there's like gel in her hair making it look wet. Oh, really? Is that what they used to do? Sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, you caught that. I did. But he's just a, magically appears in her room. He does magically appear, and I'm like, mm, there's so many people in this house. He's such a he's such a delightful asshole. I love Volchuk. Uh, <laughs> like, he's a delightful so, he was, asshole. He's right. so fun to. Cut. He really is like no like male female. We all like Cam. We're looking at Cam. Well, yeah. Right. <laughs> Listen. But you know, he he of course he kind of comes onto her, and and he's she's like, we can't do this, and of course he's like, why not? Because her mother might find out. Mm-hmm. I I told Neil there were rats in this house and then she you know she says listen you want here to s- tommy lee you call him tommy. that was yeah. later that yeah. was yeah. later, oh, it's later? Uh, yes Re- I, I mean your your lines in this episode are all priced they're always this priceless. is this is one of my fa- now i remember scenes very specifically and what's mm-hmm. interesting is because i always wonder if it's a memory from watching the show or is it the memory of actually doing it mm-hmm. and my memory of actually doing it is was different than actually seeing it, it because uh-huh. I was like, oh, yeah. oh, I have a different memory. I was like, so that's a real memory because I love doing that dialogue. But I also like when she first, she, she's like, oh, you know, I know he, she, I said he represents everything is bad for you. And she's like, she's, but Julio's, oh, but I get it. <laughs> yeah, I know. You're like, I get it. <laughs> I get it. She's like, oh, you're going to sleep with him? Uh-huh. Yeah. But, um, but, but then she says, well, you were wrong about Ryan. Like, so I, I realized Marissa's like literally trying just grasping at straws. Mm-hmm. Maybe she is trying to replace Ryan with this similar guy, you mm-hmm. know, like she she sees that in him. But yeah. But yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think she probably wants him to be more similar than he probably is. Or capable yeah. of doing. Yeah. 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 But yeah, when she, so when they are hooking up. Yes. Back at his place, that fabulous. And I, I noticed that they, you know. Norman was saying in that last episode that they had that red screen. To oh, did you have of... Norman last week? No. Well, he told me about it. I'm on text oh, with him. Okay. Um, but he was explaining that, you know, f- to help with the nudity or these yeah. sex scenes, this like they how they pan across and kind of. Yeah, there was that giant red, red gel, gel thing. thing. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, I didn't know what that was. <laughs> yeah. But it, I guess it served its purpose. Right. Yeah. Right. And we're always commenting on Volchek's 
pad or whatever you want to call it. Like, mm-hmm. how does he have that much money? Why does he have such right. a cool like, <laughs> yeah. loft? Because he's living in some kind of um, industrial thing that's probably not it's like residential or something. Ten- oh, no, this is OC. Yeah. <laughs> well, it could be in the residential area of Costa Mesa or something like that. But, uh, but <laughs> yeah, but so she's there hooking up with him and there's very a knock at the dance. door. Yeah. Knock, knock, knock. Who Rosa! is it? <laughs> She's yeah. like, that's my mom. She takes off uh-huh. and has, I love that speech. Mm-hmm. Where he goes, oh, I was. I thought you'd be my dealer. And this is the thing about Julie. She's, she knows Marissa's there, right? And she says this fabulous, you know, listen up, Tommy Lee. You're just the, the Right, it's for her benefit. Yeah, which is great dialogue. I wish I could, I wish I could talk like Julie sometimes, right? You know, th- th- in real life. This was one of those things <laughs> I was kind of noticing watching this that, th- like, there are a lot of moments in this episode that for me were over tightened uh, in editing just to get it to time. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is one of them. Like, when, uh, when you said that line, I'd cut right on the line and I, I'm watching I'm like, how did I not let her do an eyebrow raise? You know, like how, before <laughs> she said that line, like how did I cut right on that line? And it was, I, I sure that was just a casualty of like tighten, 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 get it to time, you know, cause oh. you got 40 minutes to tell the story. And, um, there were a couple times in this episode where I was just like, oh, you know. Really? Well, that's an interesting thing because we d- discussed that when we first had, the first time we had Matt on, I was like, you'd see a scene and you'd say, why did you choose to have the camera on the back of this person's head, even though they're talking? Like those mm-hmm. choices, you can change a scene by, but you need you needed the audience to know she could hear her mom talking about her in yeah. that scene. Right. It was really pivotal. It's important to hear that. Right. So that they know that she didn't just, you know. And she hears those things. Marissa, and she's saying the speech for Mar- Marissa's benefit. She knows that I will be there and 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 all that. But the, I love when she finally, she walks out and she, she has that speech. And then she walks out and Marissa goes, that's my mom. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, but then... What she said to, to Volchak mm-hmm. was basically, she's like, Marissa is so much better than you. And Mar- and Julie's mm-hmm. speaking from, from real life experience. She's she's not, when he says dealer and she's like, just because you have a good Coke connect, she's not worried about that shit. Right. She's like, Marissa is better than this and gets this mm-hmm. message across. And he literally has this moment and I love his acting choice where he's like, she is better than me. Mm-hmm. And this is the kind of shit my mom said to me. Remember, why can't you be this? And, right. she, and so Julie was able to dig at his worst insecurity, I think. Right. Yeah. I yeah. love when Julie, I mean, Julie can obviously be the bad guy at times. But then there's there's other times like this episode where you want you want the Julie Cooper to be harnessed in a way that's just like taking it to the Volchuks of the world. And, and, and I, you know, I think... We as an audience have been waiting for for the Julie Volchuk confrontation, and it just like works perfectly in this episode. I I remember that day doing that scene. I was all, I just was excited to be at work. And if you were to, were to take any of the other parents, they would each handle it differently. Completely right. Yeah, mm-hmm. Julie was the best candidate for that. <laughs> yeah, because <laughs> she's like I I'm you. I came yeah. from you know. I know this is you know. I know this experience. So, and so we're gonna delve more into the Volchuk world because. You know, as the episode goes on and Marissa's there and then he comes back with the whole crew of people. Yeah, I was like this. And I realized like I was like in the middle of the day. In the but middle then of the day. Like, it's a sat. I was like, I've had parties on Saturdays. Have you had was parties? Was it a on- Saturday? Yeah, because you were at detention at the same time. Or summer was so it was. And it was a Saturday we were at detention. Okay. I would assume, yeah. I so it. I was like, okay, it's not a school day. It's a Saturday party, which it's I still get. morning and they're like partying and. 
it gets pretty intense. Yeah, so we have Heather back, Aaron Foster she, back. Is she 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 pays um pays her such a compliment. She's like, oh, the princess has fallen from her throne and ended up in Volchek's bed, mm-hmm. or uh-huh. you know. So she's like, oh, nice to see you too. She's like, I didn't say it was nice to see you. I know, but it's an interesting thing how it progresses, and you know. Yeah, it's. I was so uncomfortable as it goes on, and you see, and first you see that Heather is just show wasted, like beyond, and then you see the dude roofing her, whatever you know, whatever form of ra- date rape drug, drug is using, and and she downs it, and she's out of her mind, and Marissa is clocking all of this. Yeah. But th- that was one thing. I was like, "What? Marissa's just watching this." Like, well, yeah, I was wondering like, why, like, she but, didn't run and grab the bottle but, or whatever. But, you know, story wise, I, I don't know how else you would do it because if she, if she were to go and stop it right there, I, I, it I don't wasn't know. as it just, impactful. It, yeah, because sometimes when we we look at these uh, these shows, we're like, "Why didn't this character do this, this, and this?" Well, the writers have written it so that we have yeah. these strong reactions, right? They want to take it to the extreme so that it has. All of these storylines are servicing our lead actors. Exactly, you know? yeah. And I mean, I guess you, at least you could say she was drinking too. And so hopefully, you know, maybe she was just too messed up at that time. Also, really... you know, I mean, Heather, it was so rotten to Marissa and she's kind of watching right. it. And she ultimately does the right thing because right. she sees the guys drag Heather out. Well, she goes, she first, and it's interesting because Marissa clearly has the, she's hanging out, she's got the, you know, but she's somebody who gets that wasted, has eyes of the whole party. And all of a sudden I was like, okay, now you're friends with a bunch of guys who do this, who clearly have done this before. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, I wonder if they've done this to Heather before. Mm -hmm. You know, Mm -hmm. it's not like they're just, but they're, or these guys are like, they're looking for the opportunity and I'm like, I'm so glad. I never knew a group of guys that would ever do something like that. I mean, I know it's real and it can happen, but it's just. Um, Have it, you ever been roofied? No, no. I, I no. I know so many people who who think that they have. Yeah. Been. They're like, I don't know what happened because Oof. one, all of a sudden, I couldn't remember anything, and I'm like, I, I, yeah, no. I have you? No. Oh mm-hmm. no. Not to my knowledge. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, I no, no. Yeah, that's it. That, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, <laughs> terrible. But yeah, so she follows out to the van and says, "I need my jacket because." Uh-huh. And they literally are like, "Hey, man, wait your turn." Yeah, oh, these no. guys are the worst. It's, the worst. It is so. It was uncomfortable. so uncomfortable, and like how she's there, it was awful. It made me feel so uncomfortable and just so like I, yeah. I was just I wanted to be out of that scene so fast. Yeah. <laughs> right. Well, and I and I do think it's an interesting thing as where we all know what's happening in this season, and to to, you know, I, th- I think Marissa got some of or Misha got some of her best scenes mm-hmm. to act in these last few episodes mm-hmm. because they're very dramatic things to have to go through. I mean, she had dramatic stuff the whole series. Yeah, she never had <laughs> a sure. lack of drama. But yeah, yeah. After this, you know, I cried when she. So Marissa goes to Julie. She goes to her mommy after like yeah. experiencing this, and she's like, she's like in mom. tears. She's like, mom, and it I said, said I started everything. To cry. Yeah. It said everything because sometimes you just need your mom. Was per and you know I was thinking too when I was watching that scene is like it. It hit me even more knowing what's in store for her at the end of the at the oh. end of the season. I'm, oh. That you know, in, in a way that when I was cutting it, I wasn't really thinking along those lines. But you know, in retrospect, now it's just like it, it gets you. Yeah, I know, I know. Right. Watching it and yeah, being a mother, I was like, oh god. Well, and and it's like she played it, Julie. You know, first season, Julie was like, I'm yanking you out and taking you to. Mm-hmm. 
a facility, mm-hmm. which actually she had every right to do. Mm-hmm. You know, she mm-hmm. should have done that, but mm-hmm. obviously we couldn't ship her off. We need to see Marissa. But but Julie's trying to. It's a, you see these parents tr- constantly trying to get these kids to make their own decisions or come to their decisions on their own, which mm-hmm. is an actual. Even if you somehow want to manipulate them, but just letting her know, Julie. I mean, you can see that Julie's really, really worried. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And when she finally is there, it's like I'm here for you, babe. And I'm not going to judge you or punish you or so it's um yeah it's because Julie's been humbled and she's she's just going to be there all this time where she was so self centered mm-hmm. and she thinks that anyway right so she's she's now trying to put that priority as Marissa and it, well again not not to keep you know going to the the finale of the of the season but knowing what's going to happen now it, it's like Julie being more of the mother it, it, it's it. I think it's even it's even more impactful, yeah, you know, for sure. That she's kind of having this transformation, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and knowing that you fail, you know, yeah. in, in a way, right? I'm dreading. Well, we end. know it. Then we know what season four is like. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that's that stuff stayed with me for months. Yeah, I don't blame you. Well, let's go into another sad part of the God. Such a bummer, Seth man. And summer. When the we, Sethmer bummer. Summer bummer. When we first okay, first of all, and I want to say so there's some very beautiful editing in here because I always love this. So you see summer, the music mm-hmm. is playing, and you and you see. She's like kind of you I feel like she's just like kind of walking going through the motions. Mm. And then of course This is at school. At school. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I remember specifically this like I mean the the looks that you guys have it, it, when when Seth is looking at you and and I, I remember specifically taking all the sound out and just playing score only. And I you know I just think I think Rick Marvin did a great job with this episode scoring this episode. Yeah. It was just I, I hadn't remembered that but it, like it was just gorgeous score all the way through. And uh, so I, I just really wanted to play the score and, and only the score as, as you guys were kind of having your looks. And then, you know, I brought the, not, not that that was like some you know genius thing to do on my part. It was just like seeing the way that you guys were looking. I was just kind of like I really wanted to highlight that. And so, I remember having that conversation at the mix. So you took out ambient noise or kids talking in the, the school noise is what yeah, you're yeah. saying just and had music. No, I noticed mm. that. Yeah. That it's was really sad. <laughs> and then, of course, Taylor clocks um, of course. Seth being very, very sad. And I almost thought Summer was still going to be like, yeah, sad. But no, she's, she's like, she... assless, gutless, what? <laughs> yeah, I love that, that not, one. I was <laughs> not to turn him into assless, gutless, West tartar. Yeah. <laughs> and I call her T to the T. I have so many nicknames for Taylor. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of nicknames going on in yeah. here. Yeah. And then so Summer has the realization. She's like, wait a minute. If he broke up with me, like, there's a reason, you know, so she, now she's all has a plan. Yeah, she's th- that, and that's why, I mean, Summer is just so unique. She is one of a kind because she's like, <laughs> well, but she knows there's, you know, there's that thing about, like, trust your gut. There's an instinct yeah, for and sure. something. And she this knows. is why we, instead of, like, sitting down, feeling sorry, being a victim, pity, any of that, she's like, no. There's something going on. Yeah, that's back to summer mode. Mm -hmm. I was laughing. She's like, I'm literally going to be deserted on an island alone. (laughs) <laughs> Taylor's like, um, Rhode Island's not actually an island. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's only three sides. It's only three sides, yeah. yeah. No, but, but anyway, so she has this whole plan. So they're in class, and you see Summer just start cracking. Oh, that's a real knee slapper. Uh, yeah, Hi, she's like, Seth. <laughs> yeah, and I love Seth's looks in there. He's like, just what? like, what? 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 <laughs> I was like, have we ever seen 
I don't think we've ever seen, I don't think I've ever seen Adam Brody, sorry, Seth, in the classroom. You know, they were doing less and less classroom scenes. Mm-hmm. And I always, I, I love that actor. His name is Perry Anzalotti. You just see him in a lot of things. Yeah. I know we had, we had so many great character actors, but he was we like, did. he was like, really? You do a impersonation of me, mm-hmm. then you can go to Dr. Kim's. Right. <laughs> He's like very... And then I unbreak us up. He's like, no, I don't <laughs> like humor or anything like that. <laughs> right, right, well, right. And I, and I love that we learned because through these scenes, Seth is like, I have never been thrown out of a class. My, that's a big deal <laughs> yeah. to get thrown out. And you're like, so I'm unbreaking? Yeah, I'm unbreaking and, us up. Okay, we are unbroken up. Right. I have the power to do that. And this is what I'm doing. Yeah. And he's just kind of like, you know, he goes... Woman, what do you say? What's wrong with you, woman? Yeah, what's wrong yeah. with you, woman? What's going on here? Yeah. That's so right. obviously this is going on, and then he goes to her, and then he breaks up with her again. I unbroke us up to figure out why he broke up with me, and you know, and then he breaks up with her, and whatever. So this is going on the whole yeah time. That's so frustrating. He's just like, I I need to do this. I don't. He's. I love that Taylor is there. Yeah. Taking Marissa's place. She is. Mm-hmm. But there's a dynamic between Taylor and Summer that's mm-hmm. super refreshing because even Taylor seems to always have the answers for everything. But in this case, she's like, oh, uh, Summer's like, I'm going to be on scheming. And what an elaborate, beautiful. I mean, the amount of balloons and rather large Hershey hats kisses. to props. Yeah. <laughs> and there was like, so I was like, geez, Louise. And I remember watching this scene back. Like I remembered the lines I said, you know, like those certain ones that you when just, you're up on the cart. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And like I was, as I was watching it, I like remember actually doing it and saying the words yeah. and so harsh. Like I feel like Seth is taking this to such an extreme just to get her to go to Brown and not tell her he didn't get in and all of it. Well, he tells her he doesn't love her anymore. Yeah, because what does she say? Right, he's like, you didn't say you didn't. You said you didn't. You didn't say you didn't love me. Right. And if you, and she says, if you don't love me, I will go. Yeah, she said, I will Rhode go Island. to Brown by myself. Yeah, yeah I know. Mm-hmm. And there, and there he goes. And that's what I don't love you. Does mm-hmm. it for him? He's mm-hmm. just like, I can't, I, I can't let her do that. Yeah, it's so, it's so sad. It's so heartbreaking. Well, and then, she's, and she's like, oh my gosh. Yeah. And then she's like. Get out of here, Colin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But then you have to go to de- to detention. detention. I know. It just like, doubles down. It, I know. It, I mean, I know. I forgot <laughs> about that. I think she's like such in shock and like anger that it wasn't like the breakdown of yeah. tears, I guess. Or I just failed as an actress, which is also possible. <laughs> <laughs> oh, in the dissension scene. But yeah, because you, you, I mean, I, I, I felt that it was, it was the whole scene on the cart was another one that I, Rick Marvin, I think, just nailed it. And, and you know, it was heartbreaking. And then you think the scene is going to end. And then Taylor comes in and you're like, oh, God. You know, like, you know, no, you're like, I got to go to attention. This is kind of like, your fault. Yeah. And then... And then, you know, then you think the scene's over again, and then it doubles down in the detention yes. scene. It's like, oh, my God, this just keeps getting worse. Well, I was like, Summer's strong because I don't know, you know, if yeah. a teenager could even handle being in the same room. I'd Summer like, could. <laughs> Summer could. Summer could, yes. <laughs> well, that was, I mean, I wrote, grr. I know. So sad. So sad and infuriating at the same time. Yeah. Anyway, uh, well, let's go to our favorite storyline. Let just, just, just. <laughs> what was that? <laughs> this storyline, I just, I can't. So just, just, well, okay, t- just briefly summarize. So, well, Sandy 
for, at first, he finds Matt drinking Josh's friend's rum. Do you remember that? Star African rum. Yeah. Swifty. And he, and he even out. says it. He says it. I need some. Yeah. Yeah. That, that, is, that has been a feature in a couple episodes, yeah, as far right? as I know. Yep. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but Matt's decided that he wants. He's Josh just, was at my house the other day. And, yeah. like, and like where I keep the drinks, he's like, oh, he still got some Star African rum. It's from like, 20 it's years ago. 20 years old. They still make it? I don't know. Yeah. Oh, wow. I still have it, though. That's awesome. Aged. Aged. There you go. Aged rum. Well, Aged alcohol rum. doesn't really go bad, does it? I don't know. Well, Matt's decided that he's he's picked a number that he he's his loss of wages because of Griffin, and he wants to bribe Griffin um, with all of his evidence. And of course, Sandy's like, oh, it's not a great idea. And he's like, you're going to get in get in deep with this. And he's like, no deeper than you, which is true. Like, you're in business with this guy anyway. So he's got this big plan that he's going to bribe this guy and meet up with him because Griffin's agreed to it. And which is Sandy's I like, have to be honest. I can't even pay attention to the storyline. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, like, I, even I, as I was watching, it's like, okay, now I can be doing this. This is what I, I definitely remember very little about this storyline. I think the bigger <laughs> takeaway is how it's affecting Kirsten and Sandy, which is driving Kirsten to almost drink. Right. Okay. So then. Yes. So then uh, that's one of my favorite scenes as well, because, you know, Kirsten's first of all, l- last episode, remember, she left. She said, I watched this. Yeah. I watched this business. What it did. I watched what it did to my dad. Right. And he's like, oh, honey, it's so more complicated than that. And she's like, she walks out. And I'm like, where did she go? So this episode, she says, Sandy, you didn't. Um, I didn't see you this morning. You came in late last night. You're not like, what's going on? We need to talk. And she flat out says, we are disconnected and we need to reconnect. He's like, and he's day drinking. He's having a cocktail. He has to leave her to go have a drink mm-hmm. anyway mm-hmm. While, um, while he sees Matt again. But then he says, I'll see you at seven. But while he's dealing with Griffin and getting Matt um, from getting his ass beat up, Kirsten's waiting and she pulls and because he doesn't show up, she throws out the food. She pulls out a bottle of wine, which, by the way, said Featherbrook on it. Oh, that was the winery. I was like, first of all, why does she have wine, right? Right. But which I mean, isn't like, very well hidden. <laughs> well, it's hidden. But then again, they were. If you remember, Caleb was always asking for the such and such. They're the probably the kind of household that has very nice vintage wines. Mm-hmm. But would they have? I can only assume that they've kept certain wines. For family, whatever, Occasions. but sh- it's there. Mm-hmm. And it did say Featherbrook, which is, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. which is like a Carter thing. Yeah. <laughs> Throwback. That's right. But here's what I was going to say, that the editing was so beautiful in this, where she all of a sudden, you. you know, you cut to her face and then the bottle, and the bottle itself is emotional, and she's opening with the wine, this and that. And then all of a sudden, it was almost, maybe it's not, but it almost felt slow-mo. Yes, well, that uh, Ian Ian got these little uh, these little inserts, and he shot a, a lot of them slow mo. And so mm-hmm. I, I think I kind of I, I I kept some of them slow mo, some of them I sped up to real time, like the um, the liquid falling out of the bottle. Yeah, yeah felt that slow. was that was slow. Um, yeah. and then you know, th- then cutting up to her it, when she does that kind of look up with her eyes and d- d- you know, like. What am I going to do? Right. Yeah. yeah. And then uh, when Seth comes I'm in. I'm like, when he walked in, I'm like, he's there's no way he doesn't smell wine after it was just all poured down the sink. Right. And but, then you cut to her hand. Yeah. 
shaking. Well, that was again. I mean, Ian, uh, he, you know, he he intentionally got these little these little nuggets of inserts and whatnot, and, and I, I like that he shot it in slow mo so that he could really play with that. And well, I felt it. It was like you could feel like nice. she was like this. It felt, yeah, <gasps> you know, like what's going on. And I don't remember exactly what's coming up, so I'm glad that I don't remember everything. But you know, this is clearly we haven't dealt with it for a few episodes, yep. and she's doing yeah. so well. It and now go it's away. and, and I. I like that this scene and the the little check-in she has with Seth, I mean, it's not totally on story for this episode in particular, but, you know, coming off, having just gone to AA, having had her success at AA, and I like like that they're keeping it alive here. Mm -hmm. And I like that Seth kind of comes in and, and, you know, Seth has got a million things on his mind, but he just very briefly says, are you okay? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, And and that's just kind of all that's said about, you know, that's sort of, that's that for this episode. But I like it. I like that it's just kind of a quick little... Right. Check in on the whole storyline. Well, because Agreed. it's so realistic, you yeah, don't yeah. just like yeah. you know, it's not something that you just go, okay, I'm I'm better. Yeah. She's clearly the, but she's the old triggers triggered her, right? And what she's learning now is that you don't deal with it by drinking; you deal with it by leaning into it, mm-hmm. right? I guess so. We'll we'll see what. But I do have to say. It was wrapped up a little too quick and easy, but I kept wondering, like, what are, what are Sandy's moves going to be? Because because I I was so frustrated that he wasn't picking a side, or or at least that the that the I kind of felt like the writers weren't letting us know that Sandy knows or like what his moves are going to be about this Griffin guy, and so he clearly steals these papers, puts them in a safe. They're incriminating. What's going to happen? Mm-hmm. And. I just, it, I think I said this last time, it felt like a storyline. Sometimes in TV, you've got 40 minutes, there are certain, certain storylines that aren't super well um, flushed out. Right. And it felt like they were trying to wrap this one up a little bit quickly. I'm happy for it to be wrapped Yeah. <laughs> well, <laughs> they, 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 that very well may have been the case where you know, they were just kind of anxious to wrap this storyline up right, right. in yeah. general. Because I can't, re- I mean, this whole, he got, everything's a, um, I mean, I don't remember if the hospital's actually built. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, okay, we'll find out. I'm on the edge of my seat. <laughs> <laughs> so the show-ending montage was Waiting for You by Ben Harper. When, yeah. And it starts with that Marissa. Hug, crying for Julie. Yeah, mom. Yeah. And it's that hug. And then what comes next? And then Taylor comforts Summer with sugar and coffee. He doesn't or- love me, she says. Yeah. <laughs> well, I want some sugar today. Uh, yeah. I'm gonna get some sugar. You should get some sugar. And that's when Sandy he 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 puts the papers in the safe. safe. Ryan thinks Chloe, and then Seth is waiting for him. He's like Ryan and Seth, yeah. And this this is actually a cute scene. He's like, yeah. I think I just made the biggest mistake of my entire life. Who said that? Seth. Well, he did. <laughs> he did. And so Ryan goes. All, what does he say? We're going to pull an all-nighter. You got any ideas? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and he's like, he goes, I need to get Summer back, and I need to get into Brown. And he's like, any ideas? Like, Ben Ben or Ryan feels like, if he's like, I'm back. I'm happy to be here. It's like that that he's he's full of some gratitude right now. Yeah, yeah. he's gone through something, yeah. and he's yeah. Yeah. happy to be back in it. He goes, yeah. you got any ideas? And he goes, well. And this is like, is I wonder if any, this is probably improv, right? 
where he says we're going to break through the firewall. Yeah, he's going to break into the firewall. I don't, I don't know <laughs> the that... brown firewall to get them to readmit. Oh. And then he goes, he goes, how do? You... And, and Ryan says, well, that's a good idea. And he goes, yeah, well, you know, my uncle went to Debray. That, that was an improv oh Debray sure. Institute. Yeah. That's yeah. I was laughing. Debray was definitely an improv. I, re- I remember putting that in and just being it like, we're be. never going to get away with this. And it, uh, it, but it stayed. It stayed. <laughs> I laughed. Very I, Yeah, I love that he said that. Because, <laughs> uh, I mean, back then, you know, you, there were the DeVry commercials always. going on. Always. As a yeah. kid watching TV, yeah, yeah. DeVry Institute was always on yeah. Yeah. during yeah. Three's Company. Yes. <laughs> well, we also learned, Adam always said, that he when he'd go through the screen, it wasn't just in the moment. He would come up with yeah, things yeah. to try, and he would be, I mean, He was definitely prepared. way more prepared. Yeah. For sure. Like, he would always tell me, if you're going to go on a talk show, you have to have your story completely prepared to hit the jokes and do this. And I was like... I can't do that. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, well, well, that's the episode. That's the episode. And you contributed so much to the show, and I learned so much. I mean, this is why I found it was so interesting to listen to the editors, because you guys, you get the, you know, we do everything that we do, and then you guys get to put it together, and you just have all these wonderful little tidbits that we never knew about. Yeah, it's. I mean, it's, well, credit to you guys. I mean, it's, it's... So much of it is about shaping and, and crafting performances, and, and you know when you have the when the performances are there, um, which sometimes they're not, you know. It, but uh, you know, w- with this cast, it, it almost it almost always was, and and yeah. so that you just had an embarrassment of riches of just trying to get it a little bit better than than it was yesterday, and and uh, yeah. Yeah, no. There's t- there are times when I I watch I'll watch and I'm like that was really good that was a good <laughs> choice and I'm like but I realize through this process how important the editors are mm-hmm. and also it's it's important that way sometimes you know we take ourselves seriously and we're professional but sometimes we don't have to take ourselves that as right. seriously it's just like we do what we do and you know because I can be a perfectionist but then you know that like it can, you know the old adage it could be. It can be fixed in post. Mm-hmm. So, right. Anyway, but we have some fi- um, rapid fire. Rapid fire for you. All right. You know, it's an either or answer. Are you ready? Yep. Orange County or Bluebell, Alabama? <laughs> uh, Orange County. <laughs> Kirsten or Kirsten? <laughs> Kirsten. <laughs> Marissa and Ryan or Marissa and Volchuk? Mar- <laughs> Marissa and Volchuk. Uh, <laughs> yeah, right. I actually think it's pretty, yeah. Anyway. It's H-O-T. Doctor or lawyer? What's that referring to? <laughs> um, Her doctor. Zoe Hart or Sandy Oh, oh yeah, 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 yeah. Um, uh, doctor. Yeah. That's right. Nerd Herd or Comic Book Club? Nerd Herd. Well, fine. Yeah. What is Whatever. that? Whatever. That's a Chuck thing, right? Chuck, like, uh, Geek Squad was the Nerd Herd. See, I knew yeah. what. This is why I you, love me This is Chuck. why Rachel does the rapid fire. <laughs> <laughs> I had to Google it. Um, Chuck superpower or runaways superpowers? Chuck superpowers. Sweet. High school or college? Uh, High school. And Josh or Stephanie? (laughs) (laughs) Stephanie. (laughs) Is the only answer that I'm going to be allowed to get. Oh, really? (laughs) Well, very good. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for listening. That was awesome. Thank you so much yeah, for coming. For thank you for coming. You're gonna have to you might you might have to come back and join us in season four because I know you were there for some of the wackiness of season oh, the yeah. whole thing. Season four was crazy. Yeah. Okay. Very crazy. Well, like I said, thank you so much for listening. Follow, rate, and review. Welcome to the OC Bitches wherever you listen to your podcasts. If you like to watch us, check it out on YouTube. 
Bye, bitches. Bye. Thanks, Jeff. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. Thank you, guys. Thank you. Welcome to the OC Bitches is brought to you by Cast Media. Executive produced by Colin Thompson, Harris Lane, produced by Katie Kurtwright, edited by Parker Flores and our technical engineers, Travis Holden and Dustin Park. So you've got an idea for a business, the store of your dreams. There's just one thing to figure out, everything. That's why Shopify's all-in-one commerce platform makes it easy to sell online, in person and everywhere else. Sell on social media, source products with an app to get that first sale feeling. It's the only solution that gives you everything you need to sell everywhere you want. So when you're ready to bring your idea to life, power it up with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash listen. 